Not a week goes by where I don't have a consultation with a potential new client where I don't hear something along the lines of, I didn't uh, do a private placement memorandum in my last three syndications. It happened last week, and I'm sure it'll happen this next week as well. Let's talk about it. Do you really need to use a private placement memorandum? What do I answer these clients and what do I tell them? We're gonna go over that. My name is Tilden Muschietti. I am a syndication attorney for the Muschietti Syndication Law Group. So, do you really need a private placement memorandum? Now, granted, I'm biased in this. I prepare private placement memorandums for a living. So let's go over what exactly a private placement memorandum does first. So the private placement memorandum, or PPM, so we're probably going to call it PPM from now on, is a document which is a set of uh, details. It details out the investment itself that's being made. It details out all the risks that are associated with that investment or every one, every one that we can reasonably think of. We have no way, for example, of predicting that Martians could land on the planet and take over. Uh, that's not one of the risks that we would identify in a private placement memorandum, more likely than not. But we do identify risks such as we don't know what the economy is going to do in the next year. We don't know what lending rates are going to be and how that will affect our business is such and such if they go up substantially. We don't, uh, we identify, well, this is a risk because these types of investments are illiquid by nature. We're not supposed to be freely trading private securities under Regulation D. So those are the kinds of risks that we generally talk about. We also talk about conflicts of interest, like the manager of this fund may have something to gain from it. They're going to be receiving management fees, and perhaps it's a situation where they will make more money by having the investment go on and on rather than end it when it would make most sense for the investors. We talk about those sort of uh, conflicts of interest that are inherent. But we also talk about what the use of the funds is. So we talk about how the money is getting used. So all these things go get taken place in a private place of memory, in that PPM. So you can think about a PPM also in this context, and I like to describe it this way. Because a PPM isn't a marketing piece. It's not a piece of marketing material that you use as, you know, as a to hold up and show the world. It's, it doesn't serve that purpose. That's more a placement for your marketing materials. The PBM is something else. I like to think of it as when you go to the bank and you open up a new checking account and they give you that big, thick booklet that you never look at, you put it back in the folder that they, they gave you and you never look at it again because it's, you know, who would read that thing anyway? That, in a lot of senses, is what the private placement memorandum is. A lot of people don't read private placement memorandums. They're not read. So I have to live with the fact that a lot of my work never gets seen by anybody other than my client, and they give it out to people, but they probably don't read it. Maybe 80% maybe of people don't look at them. That's just a, my rough guess. So why do we still need it? Well, here is why you need it. Now, first off, you absolutely must have a private placement memorandum if you are doing a Regulation D Rule 506B offering. 
The chance of a non-accredited investor entering into your investment is very high, and, and non-accredited investors must get the information that's within a private place of memory. It's critical that they see it, that they have that information. Accredited investors, interestingly enough, aren't required to see that kind of information. Now, you may think to yourself, well, I'm doing a 506B offering, but I'm only taking in accredited investors. They've all told me that. Well, that bar isn't really quite right. What's interesting, when we see litigation uh, coming uh, involving a Regulation D offering, we oftentimes say, see this, uh, this, this item in the case itself where there was this many number of investors, this many uh, uh, assumed to be non-accredited investors, and then there's always there's some larger number more of who people actually are non-accredited. So there's always more non-accredited investors in a 506B than you think. Now, we don't have that in a rule 506C because everybody has to have verification from a third party. So most of the time, like 99% of the time, you won't have any non-accredited investors. But they still should see this information. Why? Because it answers that question. When the investor calls you up and says, well, you never told me that the that the economy was directly tied to the performance of this investment. You can show them the PPM and say, this is where we told you exactly that. Or when they come to you and say, you have been paying a preferred return of 7%, but I thought all along that it was 9%. Why didn't you tell me that it was that? Or distributions are happening annually and they're not quarterly like I thought they were. Why didn't you tell me that? If you don't do a private placement memorandum, I guarantee you're going to get those questions, at least. And that's a concern for the accredited investors. For the non-accredited, we're talking big problem here. You must give them a private placement memorandum. So it answers all those questions. And so it goes over all those details. It's also your backstop at the end of the day. If you ever come under an investigation with the SEC, you can present the PPM. You can say, this is what we told them, and this is why it's there. This is what happened. So not only is it just a plain good idea, even if you don't have to use one, it is a really good idea because it's insurance for you. Your investors are probably the ones paying for it. Most of the time, my legal fees are reimbursed to my sponsors, to the syndicators, by their investors. So essentially, the investors are paying for your insurance policy. So it's kind of a no-brainer to do it. Now, yes, it does take a period of time. and Yes, it does cost money. But it doesn't make sense to risk everything on something that basically you could get for free. Not only that. But it does make a case that you are a professional. I can guarantee you that Goldman Sachs, when they go and they're doing a private offering for one of their clients or one of their subsidiaries is doing a private offering, I can guarantee you that they do not do a deal without a private place of memorandum. They don't. It's, it's a free guarantee for them. Their legal department would never let them go out there. So you showing up with your own PPM is a mark that you're a professional.
that you know what you're doing, that the investor's money is in safe hands because you know enough to protect yourself and you can probably protect their money too. So that's why even if you don't have to use a private place of memorandum, you really, really should. So here's the key takeaways. Private place of memorandums, they provide that detailed information about your business, about the financial health, associated risks, all those things which are crucial for those potential investors to invest with you. A PPM also helps you comply with the securities laws, it mitigates any legal risks, and it enhances investor protection because it promotes that clarity, that understanding, so they know what they're getting into, they understand what those investment terms and conditions are. Now, while the PPMs require a lot, do require time and financial investment up front, they offer such advantages that it's a clear case that you need to do this. It is a clear way to communicate exactly what your what your offering does and it gives the strategy and it also attracts those potential investors because you show up like a professional. My name is Tilda Muschietti. I am a syndication attorney with the Muschietti Syndication Law Group. Obviously, I do a lot of private placement memorandums and I would be happy to talk with you about your private placement memorandum for your next offering.